It's the Playhouse Podcast with Kat and JJ on demand, even if you're on the can. Dude, come on. You got this girlfriend and you really, really like her, but the only way the relationship is going to work is if you start showering with her mom. That was the subject this morning. How did it all pan out? Going to find out a little bit later on in the podcast. Here we go. Can you help me? Excited for Tessa, who's about to have a baby, but it's got a little bit of an issue. Happiness, right? Yeah, we're really excited about it. Um, And, you know, we're preparing all the things we need to prepare. We've been having some pretty important conversations um, about how much we're going to post our baby when she comes um, in just a few months here. My husband is okay with posting pictures of her on Facebook and Instagram, yeah. Um, and he says it's you know just for family or whatever. But I hear so many stories of kids getting their identity stolen, and I am just I'm not comfortable with that. I'm yeah. simply not. I don't think he would ever post our baby to spite me or anything like that. But am I am I blowing this out of proportion? Um. Okay. Well. Okay. So you said that it has happened where people steal the identities. It was on a Dr. Phil the other day where this mom got to uh, go face to face with the woman that took her children's pictures, put them on her social media. Like these are her kids. She even printed them out, put them in frames around her house Holy cow. and like was trying to convince people. Yeah, these are my kids. They're at their dad's this weekend. What else can people do with the identity of children? Do you know? Like, well, I oh mean, my you, gosh. You got to get like social security cards and stuff like that. But I, I mean, I guess if you really want to, you could. But I, I, gee, I think this is such a like, you can celebrate your children and have people celebrate your children with you. Yeah. Or you can, you know, be in fear your entire life. That's the way I look at it. Now, I have relatives who just had a baby not too long ago. And when we went to meet the baby for the first time, I took a picture with the baby and they were very forthright in saying that goes nowhere but your camera roll. So, I mean, and I would never post it after them saying that. You know, you have to uh, appreciate their opinion. Right. I also feel like there's nothing we're going to say here that's going to change your mind, is there? No, absolutely not. Um, besides the Dr. Phil story, there's so many others. And this is my child, you know. I'm going to love her more than anybody else in the world. So, there's just no way. I'm going to put you on hold for here uh, for half a second. When you guys had Liam, did you ever have that thought of like, we're not going to post pictures of this baby? No, I don't think it was ever a conversation. I think it would have been if somebody felt uncomfortable about it. And I think if it's the mom feeling uncomfortable, I mean, is it really important for this dad to be posting? You both have to be on the same page for basically everything when it comes to raising a child. If you waver... They can smell it. I've never even been part of one of these conversations with nieces, nephews, anything like that. What if um, none of your kids had have ever said, don't put me on. Liam's at that age right now where he's like, I have to check with him with what I what photos I take. Yeah, but like I'm talking like when they're a baby. Right. Yeah. No, I've never been part of any of that. Any of those conversations where. Anyone in our family has been like, you can't post a picture of our baby online. Yeah, this loved one, I didn't even ask why. That's not my business. You know, I just said, absolutely, I will not. Oh, won't you post be curious it. to at least find out what's going on inside their head? Why? They I don't, don't want to be up in there. there. I don't want to be up in there. Fair enough. I'm just uh, like, listen, this is their baby, and 
I want to be in this child's life. And so if I make them uncomfortable in any way, probably not going to be a thing. Have you been through a situation like this where uh, you're not posting pictures of your kids online or you put them on Instagram, but then you put the emoji over their face? Yeah. It's a a friend of mine, her mother-in-law. Did not even care about her wishes. So my a friend of oh, mine had did it. kind of a similar thing. But it wasn't like when the ba- her baby was a baby. It was more so when she became like two, three years old. She didn't want this child on the internet. So I don't know if she had any like um, child triple X stuff in mind. You know, like there are weird people out there with weird minds. But her mother-in-law would just post all the time. If you're someone who doesn't allow the posting of your children online... Will you holler at us real quick? I'd like to find out a little bit more about like why and what the potential dangers are. Like what are you trying to make sure doesn't happen? Do an OPP this morning. Talked to Tessa a couple seconds ago. Here it is in a nutshell. My husband is okay with posting pictures of her on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Um, and he says it's, you know, just for family or whatever. But I hear so many stories of kids getting their identity stolen. And I am just, I'm not comfortable They're with that. They're expecting their baby here shortly. And she's kind of like, I don't want pictures of my baby on the internet. Yeah, this is a big conversation to have if you are expecting currently. Maybe sit down tonight and say what are your thoughts on social media posts are there any guidelines that we should follow like maybe no bathtub naked photos or um just cute little in the in a pile of leaves photos it's really different because when we grew up uh people would take pictures they'd get developed they'd go into a photo album yeah now they're just two clicks and they're shared with the world kayla thoughts on this whole thing i am a new mom um i am daughter is three months Congrats. and we chose thank you we chose not to put anything on facebook actually when she was born we um didn't even put her name and we specifically put on the facebook post that we are withholding information okay um we have people on our facebook my husband and i that we don't really talk to that often and So we told family members, if you want information about our child, we will share information about our child. So um, we've done Facebook Messenger pictures, updates, whatever, Mm -hmm. um, just not actually posting it on Facebook. So what do you think the people that you're withholding information from would do with the information if they had it? I just think that they're not very much in our lives. So I don't think they need to know every little detail. That's a good point because uh, a lot of us have uh, a ton of Facebook friends or Instagram followers that we don't know, right? So mm-hmm. I get that. So w- would would it be safe to say that if, you know, as you look through your friend list and your husband's friend list, if those were only close people to you, you wouldn't have gone this route? Probably, yeah. yeah. If it was like really close family members, really close friends, whatever. But I, I told some of the family members while I was pregnant that... Some of these people are from college, and I haven't talked to them since graduation day. So, I, yeah, I have them on Facebook. Maybe I should probably delete them, whatever. But um, it's just, I don't think they need to know. Plus, we're not on Facebook enough posting. Sure. But when I do see people post like every little thing about their child I kind of get annoyed okay. Oh, okay. how about this last <laughs> so question you don't want to be annoying yeah last question for you Kayla um will there be an age that you think you'll start posting pictures of your daughter on Facebook or is this like we're just not going to 
thing. So again, we're like, honestly, what all we do through Facebook is like look through the videos and stuff like that. Like we, we really do not post or like a lot of stuff. So yeah. we don't do a lot of stuff with well, it's social not, media. It's not part of your life. So why involve your child? I get exactly. it. Hey, thanks for your thoughts. I really appreciate it. Old school. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, all right. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Take care. Hello, Hannah. How are you today? Hi, pretty good news. Great, thanks for asking. Thoughts on this whole thing? Yeah, so I actually work in the human services like sector, and it's a huge privacy issue. I don't want like a disgruntled client to maybe find what my children look like and yeah. their names, and then possibly be able to use that as leverage against me. That's very scary to uh, even so, go there with your mind. I mean, that could be anybody. Yeah. You could cut somebody off. They could follow you back to your house. They could wait and watch your kids play in the yard. They could follow them to school. I mean, everybody is so unpredictable in this world. So I guess to not feed yeah. into it on the internet is one more way to protect yourself. Exactly. And it's something that we're actually like taught in school is to lock everything down, all your social media as a safety measure. And by the time you get to that point in school, I'm sure like you, I mean, as a young adult, all you do is try and pump up your social media, right? Um, well, I was an older student. Oh. And so well, that I worked to your advantage then probably. <laughs> Yes, yeah, I already knew about a bunch of the privacy settings and everything, but I definitely had classmates who didn't. Yeah. Once again, don't you agree that this is like from conception, maybe a conversation that you have before a baby comes out because that could cause some fights? Yeah, it is. And we actually, we had, my husband and I had that discussion pretty early on and we set forward, like set up um, parameters and some rules Yeah. Uh, in regards to our child. So like, one of them that we first had was if you're going to post her, you have to tag one of us or both of us. So that way we're able okay. to follow where the photo is going as much as possible. Yeah. Um, we have changed that now that um, everything is kind of just changing and I'm seeing a lot more stories and stuff about things that happen. Yeah. Um, so we, we ha- shared these rules about, you know, her and making sure that she stayed safe. As you look back on the history of all the men you've been with. (laughs) You're the worst. Just because you didn't have any ladies into it. You know, it was convenient for many, many years. It seemed convenient (laughs) that these women would break things off with me either just after Christmas or prior to Christmas. And then I was like... Well, baseball season's about ready to start, so I don't have any time for this. But what do you, when <laughs> okay. you look back on your life, what uh, what do you think is the most extravagant and surprising Valentine's Day that you've ever had? I wish I could tell you that I've had one that sticks with me. Sadly, I've never, like, I love how we do Valentine's right now. Like, when you have kids and can incorporate them in, like, uh, tonight we're going out for Valentine's, okay. and we're going to the Olive Garden because Liam always gets the tour of Italy. I'm like, kid, I think he thinks we make more than we do because we go out and he just orders like champagne. He doesn't have a job yet. He doesn't know what things cost. And just like these massive steaks. And um, yeah, so I just like doing that. Maybe did have one at a casino that was pretty memorable. Can't quite talk about it, but um, it, it was a good time. But yeah, other than that, 
sadly, no one's ever showed up. What Trish the and hell? I were out this weekend, and I said, you got to give me a clue as to it, because she's not really, she doesn't like the flowers too much, and she's not into chocolates, and I'm like, what, what would you want? And she gives me the, oh, well, you're bringing me with to Mexico, and I'm yeah. like, you know, that's not really a choice. Right. Like my marriage would end if I didn't bring her with to Mexico (laughs) and I I want her there. But she kind of gave me that. But but then fully knowing that I've got to figure out something. I think we've only had it line up where we were at our Mexico resort twice during Valentine's Day. Right. And I love how they like dress up the hot Latino workers as Cupid, you know, they have like those little white diapers on yeah. their tan bodies uh, and their chiseled abs. But uh, one time I got to the room and Derek had ordered a beautiful bouquet of flowers that were there when we walked into our is. resort room. So that was lovely. Uh, I Mostly I just want to talk about this as a heads up for guys that I get it. Uh, Christmas passed, Thanksgiving passed, you're working hard, you're doing whatever you can for your family, but you, you got to make a move today. Yeah, you uh, got to get something lined up so it makes it seem like you did have it on the radar. I mean, you have a whole year. Tomorrow. Ah, uh, Valentine's Day. A lot of planning goes into a big day if you want to make it memorable. But I'd rather concentrate on the time you were most disappointed on Why? Valentine's Day. Well, because I think it's a good learning moment when people find out what would disappoint a woman like yourself. Yeah. They can aim to to do better. So think about your most disappointing Valentine's Day. When was it? Um, I would say it would be, I don't know, right out of high school. I was still dating a guy, but then also dating another guy. So Dating you know, several others? I don't quit a job without having a job. You know, you want stability. So I found myself in what people call a predicament. But I'm glad because one of them, in middle of the day, I was like, happy Valentine's Day. He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it is Valentine's Day. And then didn't, like, hurry and make up for it. He just, like, continued to forget it was Valentine's Day. So he didn't do anything, but the other guy did. He took me out for dinner at the MOA. And then he Nothing did get me. dinner at a mall. Got me a little succulent. <laughs> the plant. And... That was it. So I would say it was like half and half because my real boyfriend didn't do anything, but my side piece did. So that was nice. What would be if you received (laughs) something from your husband for Valentine's Day tomorrow? Mm -hmm. I already got mine. Okay. Well, let's just let's just say he was going to wait till tomorrow. Okay. And you got home from work and he said, honey, happy Valentine's Day. Is there one thing that he could have sitting there that would offend you? Like, I, I know there was this long generation of people. You didn't want to get a blender. You didn't want to get a vacuum. Yeah. But would be would there be like one thing that would point out an inacqu- uh, something that you're inadequate about Okay. that would really, really make you angry? Maybe like a waxing kit or something, <laughs> which I don't feel like I need, really. Like, I'm pretty lasered. But um, but there was that one year I totally oh, I forgot I blacked out because it was so painful. But I tell Derek, you know, two totally different conversations without within the year. I said, I love Lady Antebellum. I'd love their new CD. <laughs> and then another conversation down the line. I was like, you know, I really want to start losing weight. So he combined those combinations <laughs> and conversations to uh, get me the Lady ACD and Slim Quick the pills 
So loaded, fast fat burning loaded with ephedrine and lady antebellum. That was a good year for you. Yes. And welcome mm. to Galentine's Day. I'll tell you why. I didn't honestly realize that was a date on the calendar. Yeah, it's the day before Valentine's Day. It should be the day after Valentine's Day, only because if you get gypped on Valentine's Day, then you can make up for it with Margs. Lean on your gals because yeah. of the disappointment you get. Yeah. Uh, today, going to be a fun day. How about $2,000 coming up for you at 840? Tell me something good about your day yesterday. Yesterday, we went and volunteered at a local church in Becker, and we did backpack buddies. Do you yeah. know what those are? Yeah, you were talking about it yesterday. That's cool. So Liam's basketball group and any sports group that they're in, they always do one or two things of community service every season and uh, this was theirs and backpack buddies it's such a great concept because right now breakfast and lunch at schools are free right and so kids can go and fill their bellies but a lot of kids go home and the pantries are bare and they don't have access to that food so they can go in anonymously to their counselor and just grab a, a brown bag and it has goodies in there it has some meals it has some snacks for them, so they're not, like, just sitting there on an well, empty stomach at yeah, home. Yeah, and you've been, you know, at a, at a point where you're hungry and you can't concentrate. Right. And whether you're an athlete or just a student, I mean, you need something, a little brain food. So that's kind of cool. So how many of those do you think they end up packing up? We made 325 in 45 minutes. Holy 325 cow. bags. I mean, it was such a great system. And um, these volunteers, they go to like Costco and they'll load up all the stuff that, and it's name brand stuff. You don't feel like your charity at all. Sure. So um, it's really cool. And you can go in, everything is anonymous. And then in like um, the younger groups, they have like a, a list of names and on like Fridays in their locker will be, you know, a little brown bag and they can just put it in their backpack and go home. So, I mean... Big hearts. As I my love kids that. were athletes and, and still, you know, Nolan is, they do so many service projects and they've got to get so many hours in. And at a time you're like, oh, do I got to do this? I got to do this. But, you know, when adults line this stuff up because they've seen a little bit more life and then the kids get involved, they're yeah. more willing to do it, you know, throughout the future without being prodded. But just to know that some of their classmates, you know, before you pick on anybody or have a yeah. feeling like, uh, oh, you're not like me, it's not their choice. They're not the ones that have the grocery money so uh, it was a good life lesson for the boys and then they played basketball and I picked up some pizza walked about four miles watched a movie on Prime and that was my day. <laughs> so bananas to me that you watch movies while you I love it. Out. It makes it go by so quickly. Yeah I suppose. So. Uh, I woke up this morning and I had almost a euphoric event happen. Have Ooh, you ever nice. just woken up and usually I shut the bathroom door turn on the shower and I'm like I felt like heavy, like there was a bowling ball in my gut. Mm-hmm. And I think like yesterday I had a protein shake. I had a protein bar and I had some chili. And I was like, why do what I feel combo. so heavy? Like it was just ugh, something was there. I bet I pooped okay. nonstop for the better part of 10 minutes. Like the bathroom right. was steamy. Like I just, there's nothing. I felt I wa- I'm like walking on air right now. Yeah. Like you ever just had That's a complete great. unload? I love that for you. You can do it on Friday. Just uh, run your mouth under the tap there in Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) All right, today, big day. It's Fat Tuesday. Mardi Gras Day. And it is also called Carnival. And uh, the whole period between Epiphany and Ash Wednesday. 50% of Americans, they celebrate Mardi Gras. 70% would consider signing a petition to make it 
a national holiday. I would take that day off. Listen, I'm into all of these national holidays, but eventually... You're not going to get any vacation time because you're spending all the national holidays drinking at home alone on Mardi Gras. Yeah. So um, I don't know. Flash your husband. Pretend like you're down there. Have a good time tonight. If you just walk in. It's some king cake. Yeah. Uh, how hard did you party in college is the question. If you thought you partied hard, nope, you're not a Texas sorority girl. So we woke up at 10 a.m. for a dirty and got ready. The weather was so nice, so gross. Like people were wearing socks and no shoes. Psychotic. Anyways, it was so fun. We just had a pee right by the trash cans. There's a 24-7 EMT service because people overdrink and there's so many accidents. I went to Dirty's, got some food, recouped, and then we bar crawled around here for a little bit. And then I met up my friends for an all-girls pregame. Then we all walked to SAE, definitely really drunk, or at least I was. And I'm also really sorry about my voice. <laughs> we had an she intern that sounds- sounded like that every morning. Do you remember? She'd come in and be like, you stink. <laughs> you smell like last night. Was it? She would have that, no shoes on. She went to St. Cloud State and then she worked at the bar yes. downtown here. Yeah. She'd take Ambien. Yeah, she would be like, <laughs> she'd be like sorry. I'm like, hey, you want to pick up that line? She's like, sorry, I'm on him, Ambien. I, I hope you guys understand. I'm going to throw up <laughs> any minute now. I'm super and hungover. she did good work when she was, uh, when she was like, Yeah, you like know, she'd with show it. up, but she hadn't slept. You know, she just would walk down from a friend's apartment or. <laughs> it's so, like when I was in college, it was fly by the seat of your pants and just do whatever. Go wherever the water took you. Yeah. These girls have a plan. I mean, you could tell uh-huh. she was like, we got a darty here and then we're going to do this. Do you know what a darty is? Yeah, it's a daytime party. Right. Oh. You didn't know that? Why do I feel so lame? Like, you never understand jargon, and now... I also have two kids in college, so I get to hear all, all, the time. all the time. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just learned something. Like I said, my daughter's got it figured out. She's pre-med, so she knows she can't do all of this all the time. Yeah. So the days that she has off... She darties. She darties her pants off. Her and her friends get <laughs> wild. What's trending? What's trending? Trending is someone that we have relaxed on after him causing so much drama. But Tiger Woods, you know, he bowed out of his endorsement after, what, 20 years with Nike. Now he has his new apparel line, and it's called Sunday Red. Here's the promo. Everything that's led me here is woven into everything that's next. So you know where this comes from, right? So Sunday is always the day that is the championship round for professional golfers. Mm-hmm. And he always wears red. It's a power color for him. So yeah. he went with that. And that was uh, you know something he had been doing for years and years and years. And now he's like, I want to make the money off my clothing. So yeah. why not? And um, people are going to scoop it up. But I love that we di- didn't we just like totally forget that he cheated on his wife while she had two young kids with 19 plus women. Okay. Like, that- people make mistakes. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's just crazy. Some people are held to a different standard than others. Is there anyone else that has done something and you're like, don't people remember that? Like when Ariana licked that donut (laughs) at the donut shop and said she didn't like Americans. The news cycle is so (laughs) fast. It is so fast that we just always move on to whatever's next. I mean, rarely do we sit and just kind of think about it. It did just wow me when they were talking about how this apparel line is going to be a monster seller. I was like, well. Okay, good for him. He's still paying his ex, and she's still getting a well, good... I mean, Kim Kardashian, look at... I mean, she had a triple X tape that she let leak, and 
Clearly, she's on top of the world in fashion. She didn't do that, though. Like, she didn't leak it herself. You don't think she was at all responsible no, for that? No, I think Ray J is a huge turd, th- and I think he did I it. I think you're wrong. No, I think it helped her, it and I think that she'll always, her. like, credit that. She's She does not deny that it didn't help her, but she didn't do it. Uh, Those are not crocodile I, tears I, I on keeping up, okay? I have to be convinced. All right. Anyway, people we relax on uh, makes you feel like maybe you could make a mistake today if you <laughs> wanted to. That is what's trending. Hey, Wednesday's live show is going to be crazy big. We've got $5,000 for you at 640, and Psychic Kim is going to be here at 730. It's our last show before we head to Mexico. Get up early with us right now. Let's finish off the podcast. When you started dating Derek, if he said... Our relationship is probably only going to work if you end up sharing a shower with my dad. Okay. Would that have been it? Yep. No. That would be it. Do we have any gray area around this conversation? Is there more to this story? Because if you phrase it like that to anyone, unless the dad is like super hot, I'd be like, no. Even at that point, I wouldn't watch you showering with my dad then, right? (laughs) Exactly. That'd be your mistake. The email we got from Brian. I want to read it full to get you all the details, but bottom line is, he's probably going to have to jump in the shower with his future mother-in-law. Who, what, when, where, why? These are all things that have to be answered, because I don't know where in the world this scenario would ever be a thing. We've got email. We've got email. Got email. Got email. We've got to call him Brian. He said, first off, please don't use my real name. Gotcha. It's not Brian. He says, uh, guys, I've been with my girlfriend for 14 months. At the year mark, her roommate was moving in with her boyfriend, and she was struggling to find a decent roommate. So at that point, we decided to move in together. Got ourselves a nice two-bedroom, one-and-a-half-bath apartment. Things were going great for two months. Then my girlfriend tells me that her mom had her rent raised, and could no longer afford it. The mom asked if she could stay with us for a few weeks until she finds another place. I reluctantly said yes, but was vocal about my displeasure. That two weeks has now turned into two months, and I want my privacy back. Mm. Mom has to shower in our bathroom. Do you know how weird that is? Each day I get a little bit more frustrated, starting to drive a wedge between my girlfriend and myself, it feels like mom is becoming more and more comfortable with not wearing clothes. Okay. My girlfriend insists that she's normal and that this is okay. Mm-hmm. In our last argument, I suggested that maybe I should just surrender the apartment to them and go get my own place. My girlfriend used that as a status report on our relationship. My sister says I need to be more patient. My brother says I should dump her. I'm 35 and single with a girlfriend and a mom living with me. Does this mean I have to share a shower with her mom for this relationship to work? I do not think his girlfriend is telling him that. Sharing a shower, this is clickbaity. They're not going to be naked in a shower together. He says, I don't want to make any drastic moves until the end of the month. Is that reasonable? So, all right. So let's just say everybody... That chimes in on this situation says he's got to leave. He's got two weeks to figure out where he's going to go live. Obviously, that's the end of the relationship. To put anyone that you love, your significant other, in a spot like that, obviously, that's the end. They really don't have much in it. 
They don't have any kids. They don't have any pets. I, I'm sure he would have included that in the email. It's an apartment. They don't have property. This is a kind of a, a clean break here. Here's my problem. He's obviously from the get-go said, I'm not too comfortable with this, but I'm willing to help your mom. And that boundary has been ignored. This is um, Can I Crash on Your Couch 101, where you have to have a solid plan from day one. Absolutely, I will open up my doors to you. I love you. You're uh, my family. But show me an exit plan. Uh, show me an exit plan. What is your goal? Do you want to save money for 60 days and then have enough for a down payment on a better uh, priced apartment situation, mom? You cannot live here for that long. Could you imagine Derek's father coming out of your bathroom every night <laughs> while you were trying to sl- slow down and go to bed? Just a towel around his waist, sometimes not even that. Well, then now you're completely crossing the line. So you know what I've noticed? Uh, There are two people that are on my Facebook timeline, and they are now on to their, like, seventh in the last year pyramid scheme. Uh, Do I want to call it a pyramid scheme? Whether it's like um, selling the nail press-ons or the oils or the makeup. Or or the the knives yet? Aloe or the knives or whatever it is. And they're on like, and it's hard to believe it. I know that they're going gung ho. They're just like, I believe in this product and you should too. So they're kind of doing their job. But then I'm like, you don't do that one anymore though. I sold knives when I was in college and I didn't believe in them because they were so expensive. Yeah. And I own them now. Like, I own a set of them. As an adult? They're good knives. Yeah. But they weren't worth $1,000. I know that much. So did you feel bad? Did you feel bad every day trying to hawk these to people where you're like. I had tremendous student loan debt. And I had. trumped it. Yeah. And I hadn't really found my career path yet. Uh And so it was any way to make a buck. So I, I didn't feel great about it. I for sure wasn't proud. Yeah. But I didn't feel like dirty. And that's why I want to bring Jade on the show, because that was the word that she used when she reached out to us. And uh, just tell everybody what you do real quick. I'm in sales and, you know, I make commission and all that. And I mean, it's it provides, but I'm not really the happiest where I'm at. Okay. So So why aren't you happy? Like, is this you're not happy with your work environment? You're not happy with the way it makes you feel like what's the unhappiness from, do you think? I mean. It's really like the the premise of my job. Um, I'm selling something that I wouldn't really use myself. I, I don't really feel the best selling it, but I mean, it's legal. But it's nothing, you know, that I'm going to get arrested for. But it's it's it doesn't it doesn't make me feel good at the end of the day. So do you, you know, are you I'm saying that you're like like if you're a car salesman and you're selling lemons that you feel dirty? You're selling people cars that don't work essentially, and they're paying their hard earned money for it. You're selling products that you can't stand behind but you're selling them to loved ones and family and other people i mean yeah yeah but i i have to provide for my family you know i've got four kids and a husband that's on disability so it's really nobody else is gonna gonna go out there and get that money and and put food on the table so i have really no choice yeah this is a tough one i mean have you ever gone to work and and came home that just felt so dirty Well, like physically dirty yes but like never like i was embarrassed for it i mean have you ever had that job not embarrassed, but I would feel if I knew what I was selling was 
just maybe too expensive for people or I knew what they were about to get into. Like I had a bad experience with somebody that had me sign on the dotted line. And then she's like, check this box too. Um, You'll love this box. And that box (laughs) uh, allowed this company to continue sending stuff. And it was such, there were so many hoops to jump through to have them stop doing that and to stop taking stuff out of my account and I was like, I feel duped. I know we get a lot of people that listen at work. We get a lot of people that listen on their way to work. Here's what, I, here's what I'd like to know real quick. And I for sure don't want to know your name. I don't want to know the company. I don't want to know any of the specifics. And I can put you on voice change if you want to holler at us or if you're more comfortable texting, whatever. Stephanie, you've kind of been in this uh, position, right? For seven or eight years, I did bill collections. Okay. And that by far was like the worst feeling because you're convincing people to pay bills from like eight to 10 years ago. Some of them they don't legally have to pay and nobody's ever happy to talk to you. And you're basically like some of these places places teach you how to just, it's almost belittling the people when you call them to pay these bills. And it's just the worst feeling in the world. And so I finally got away from it and switched jobs, but Man, was that was that a depressing line of, of work? I don't know if I could do that. I I couldn't do the call somebody and yeah, kind I of wanna, strong arm them into paying something. What are the loans that I don't have to pay? Shame on the government. Shame on them. I want to know. Bingo. How far Last week, fun? someone lost an eye at bingo. Bingo. Bingo what bingo? Bingo. Bingo. All right, so here's how listener bingo works. Kat has a situation. She's looking for a certain listener to call. So am I. We'll take the first person through, but first you have to hear both of what we're looking for. So for instance, Kat's looking for anyone listening who? Who has a super deadly allergy, like uh, that poor girl that's allergic to water or a skin will burn off or like allergic to sun or you really have a peanut allergy and you were one of the people that were very upset with the Uber ad. Well, you know what they say, in order to remember something, you got to forget something else. Jen. Can we not? someone doodle on my face? There's peanuts and peanut butter? Oh, it's the primary ingredient. So the Food Allergy Research and Education <sighs> Center, they were very upset to make light of a very fatal allergy, which is peanuts. It's a joke. Don't take it so hard. Yeah. So you have a very deadly allergy. Like if you were to bite into a shrimp, you'd die. Okay. Yeah. Uh, mine's going to be anyone listening who... Went ahead and did all your downsizing before you retired. So I've got one left. He's a sophomore in high school. Okay. I don't think my wife will want to do any of this before it's like a straight retirement situation, but I would be open to selling our properties and downsizing a lot before like you finally say you're done working. Mm-hmm. I would be really into that within the next five years of just selling everything and then starting small again. Yeah. I think that would be... Uh, the way to go, mm-hmm. right? But I'm wondering if anyone has done it before they officially like quit working. Like I get, you're going to sell your place here and go to a retirement place. But have you done it before you actually quit your job? I feel like that would be a better way to do it because then you still have a stability of having a job. Right. You know, if anything pops up, you still have an income. Yep. You're not just on a fixed income. So I'm looking for anyone who's listening who has really, really downsized before retirement. Kat, anyone listening who? Who has a very deadly allergy. What is it? Who's going to get the uh, bingo here? Uh, Kat. All right. Unfortunately, is this you that has the bad allergy? Yeah, so I have a horrible shellfish allergy. 
kind of weird circumstances. I started after I had a CAT scan with contrast when I was younger. Oh, no. That's what Uh, triggered it? Yeah. Yeah. And then just popped up. I ended up having some popcorn shrimp like a couple months later and Angelina Jolie lips afterwards. It was Oh, my God. Fun. So was it just the lips or did your throat close up? The throat would be what I would be very worried about. Yep, I had to go in, and now I have to be really careful, you know, with cross-contamination at restaurants and things. I've had that happen a couple times, too, where part of my lip will swell up really big, and I have an EpiPen. Oh, my God. And then last year, at 34 for the first time, I was stung by bees, and I have a horrible bee allergy, too, on top of it. So it's just, yeah. Are you just walking on eggshells at this point? You're like, what is next? What is out to kill me? Okay. It was it was a little scary. Same reaction <laughs> with the bees, like you swell up. So that one was a little more funny. I was at a family farm picking berries, and I had two of them like fly up underneath my glasses. So you know, human reaction is to swat them away. Well, I kind of squashed them into my face, which is awful. But uh, it took like ten fifteen minutes. But as I was driving home past the ER, I'm like, wow, I can't feel my tongue. Yeah, kind of feel like I can't talk. You know, so I stopped in, and sure enough, I was having a really severe allergic reaction, and. They pumped me full of meds, Man. super high afterwards, well, couldn't drive home. It was. I yeah. get it's a little bit of a mystery, but has anybody ever explained to you how this happens? Like how one day you're just regular brie and then the next day you're brie allergic to a bee? Uh, they, they think it's partially due to my immune system. I have an autoimmune system called lupus. Okay. Yep. So mine's just kind of hyperactive for certain things, sure. you know, like the... I have other allergies on top of that, too, so it wasn't a surprise for me to add a couple more. What's the one that gets in your way the most? Uh, Well, now bees. Yeah. Well, I mean, during the <laughs> I, winter, you're okay. I really, Yeah, but I really like beer fests and things. I go to beer dabblers, and, you know, there's always bees there. Last year, I went to the Renaissance Festival. Tons of bees there because of the meat and different things, so sure. it's, I don't know. It makes life a little more interesting. You feel confident as long as you got the EpiPen in your purse, though, that you're going to be all right? Oh, yeah. You know, I had to YouTube how to use one because Liam's friend is allergic to shrimp and sesame seeds or sunflower seeds. And so he, I have to carry this wherever we bring him, you know, so I always just take him to either Subway or get pizza because those are the two safest. Well, truthfully, everybody should know how to use it nowadays. That is never know. Yeah, that is very true. Someone might just toss it to you. Help me. You you guys ever think about this? And it probably goes through your mind more than anyone. But like in 1950, there couldn't have been half these people that were allergic to half of these things, right? Well, they might have been and then they'd just die. And yeah. nobody would know what it's from. So you're telling me in 1950, if Brie gets stung by a bee holding a can of beer, someone's just going to leave her there and then let her decompose? They probably chalked it up to bad genetics, to be honest with you. What, are you going to search a body for a I don't know. I, no. I, I would bet that our bodies are less strong when it comes to our immunities and stuff like that, just from the crap that's been pumped into them mm. over the years, like byproducts and stuff that, I mean, I mean, how do you know? Until you do 50 years of research that, you know, some farmer's putting some chemical on there that all of a sudden your body can't fight stuff off anymore. Wow. Anyways, well, I'm glad you're well today, Bree, and uh, we'll think about you when the bees <laughs> come you. out. I hope you have a great morning. Thanks for sharing with us. Yeah, you too, guys. Take care. Uh, I could tell, Kat, when she said, I'm allergic to shellfish. Yeah. That, n- number one, that's your greatest love in life. I mean, and just then, end me now. That's what I would feel like. It's a strong statement. If I couldn't have seafood, end me now. Hmm. That's it.
I'm sure your family loves hearing that. <laughs>